Hi, guys. Welcome to the Melanin Perspective. I'm Brittany. And I'm Jamie. Let's dive in. Hey, Brittany. Hi, Jamie. How are you? I'm okay. How are you doing? I'm fine. So, let's cut the bullshit. <laughs> Both Brittany and I just sighed really heavy before pressing record. Yeah. Because, I mean, like a super duper exhale. Because we're going to talk about being black in America on this episode. And we tried to start out like, hey, girl. I know. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, probably the best way to describe how I feel right now in this moment numb is the first word that came to mm-hmm. me yeah yeah i've been talking to a few of my friends and i've been feeling a bit like it was weird the other day like i was i was like what's wrong why am i sad like i know mm-hmm. i didn't work out the day before but then i was like why am i sad like i have a lot of things that are going pretty well in my life and i woke up the next morning and i was like oh yeah because i'm black in america and like there's no end you yeah, know no it's, end. it's so I'm I'm really sad I'm a mixture of emotions. I'm yeah. I'm sad. I do have moments where I just feel numb, like I just don't know how to feel. And then now I'm going to back. I'm going to like the anger phase. Like I'm just angry. I really want to just scream and mm-hmm. then write, post a lot of oh man mean things on social media. <laughs> I don't. I don't do that. Like I'm not that kind of person. I usually like talking code on Facebook sometimes, yeah. but I'm very angry and I'm very frustrated. One thing that is helping a little bit. Is that I've been seeing more white people, like my friends that are white. Oh yeah, um, non-white. And, my know, sister said post. the same thing. A lot of classmates and stuff are um, posted, and I need because I, I the thing is, we need them. We need you, white people. We need you guys. Like we cannot do this. Even back in the day, Martin Luther King was not able to do this without white people like we we cannot do this without think about i think about the lgbt community and i go hard for that community that is those that's like my people Mm -hmm. and i'm an ally and i go i got upset and i went back and forth with this guy on 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 facebook Mm -hmm. like i never really do that but it was like a a touchy subject for me and so i went back and forth with him and like my friend was like because you're an ally Brittany, because you care and that's what you're supposed to do you're supposed to be emphatic and passionate and stand up right for what's wrong when it's wrong. Challenge people. Right. You have to challenge people. So, you know, it's just, it's just frustrating. So when I first heard, oh man, I, like it's like, where do you even start? Like, it's so much. Which person do you start with? I'll go with George Floyd, the, the most recent uh, murder. And of course your initial reaction is like shock and heartbreaking. Um... To just watch someone literally take somebody's life. It you know, like you don't Have you watched the video? Yeah. Bruh. So you you know, you don't see that like like you just don't see that every day. You see it in movies and it's 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 exemplified through cinema, but like just to I can't watch it. sit there and just like watch someone do that until they have taken the life and per and it's woo child. I was, um, I can't, I was just talking about this. So I posted on my personal page, I was running through the cemetery, Oakland Cemetery. Oh yeah, I saw and that. I, and I saw, you know, the African-American um, area where mm-hmm. black people were buried, started being buried around 1886. And then it talked about the slaves that were in the unmarked graves in the back. And I've never been to the back. So, you know, I was walking, so I went to the back. 
And girl, I almost started crying because it was like a like a little uh, headstone saying that this is like a tribute to all the unmarked graves. And clearly, most of not all of them probably were slaves, like black yeah. people. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, fuck, like this shit, like it really gets to me. And I was saying on my video, it's like, you know, people always say, you know, people have comments, very ignorant people. Well, black people, they don't want to work hard for anything. They want things given to them. They need to get over it. Blah, blah, blah. I work hard. I do what I got to do. I'm well trying. Yeah. I've done a lot, but this still impacts me. And that's what I want people to understand. It doesn't have anything to do with what I have or have not accomplished. Yeah. This is, a, I'm a black person in general. Like I, this, this still gets to us. Like the, the trauma that our ancestors experience has trickled down to us and then we're still seeing how we are treated differently because of our skin color oh yeah and so it's a shared trauma it is and you just said something very key like the waking up with that heavy feeling like to have a hard time expressing what it is you're feeling but i can look at you being a fellow person of my race and i know already what you're feeling that exasperation that frustration um, so I was saying, I went initially sad, t- sad, heartbreaking, like shock watching this happen and no one like stops or none of his colleagues stop him. And the very next emotion I had was anger. Like, I understand that the protesting, the looting, the rioting, which you don't stand by the looting and rioting, but you kind of understand that people don't have anywhere to express and, and have an outlet for their anger and their frustration and their sadness and i think looting and stuff is stupid you're tearing up your own neighborhood but then it's like what do you do with your emotion mm-hmm. what do you do i'm i mean again i understand the protesting and i understand the boycotting i understand all of that but it like at some point instead of saying no justice no peace and we're gonna march and all that like what do you do where does the action come into play yeah i don't know i think I understand that people are I understand that people are upset. And so I'm not even against so much the looting I and how people are expressing their anger because again, you know, they have no outlets. Like even no for outlet. me, like I I just want to like punch something, yeah. scream, post something. I, and I just clue I have more, I I have to have more self-control than that so because i don't want to do anything that's you know too irrational but and just for me personally but i i get it like i'm not even you know mad at people typically i'm like oh okay but i'm not really even upset about it right now because uh, i'm just i'm just ready for it to stop like it's i really not gonna am. stop i and that's what's that's the frustrating part i'm ready for it to stop but i know it's not and, and i do feel helpless and that's another thing that a lot of black people we feel is helpless because mm-hmm. we're like, okay, what can we do? Mm-hmm. Like, what can we do? Back in the day, you know, we had people to organize. We have some people like that now, but not on a larger scale. And what was it Bruce earlier that was saying about the LGBT community and how they've had a lot of like traction with their movement and stuff, but a lot of their allies are white. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot of people that are gay too are white. Mm-hmm. And so they've had a lot of, you know, big things like, you know, marriage equality and things like that happen for them. And so for black people, I'm like, well, when is it going to be our time? Mm. Like, when am I going to feel less afraid, you know, less angry, you know, in my own country? Because I'm not going anywhere. Nowhere. I am yeah. from here. Yeah. I will continue to live here. 
this is where I'm from, so I'm not leaving. So we, we gotta find a way, way to coexist. Because exactly. you're right about that. Um, I had someone tell me that I was super negative by saying I don't believe racism is ever gonna come to an end, and like that's pessimistic. And I just don't, I don't see so. it happening. I don't think so either. There's such a perpetua- perpetuation from generation to generation. You have someone like who's in the White House that stirs up all this excitement to be against someone and other people. Like, I just don't see an end to it. As long as we know the history and it continues to get passed on and that fear, because people fear what they don't understand. As long as it continues to get passed on, we're always going to have racism. We're not going to be, you know, like, when, when does it stop? It's not going to stop. It's not going to stop. And I know that sounds really negative, but I just, I don't feel it's going to. You're so. always, so, look, I mean, look at the things that have come out. The, the the white woman in Central Park up there in New York. Yeah. The, the video watcher. of the guy in Minnesota. The gym. The gym. The, uh, yeah. He, he questioned the three black guys in a WeWork building. Where they pay rent, where they had an office, where they had key cards to be in there, and is calling, believing that they're not supposed to be in there. It don't stop. And I speak from a place of personal feelings because I was racially profiled in a liquor store in Savannah, Georgia, when I used to live down there. And you know, people always say, I would have did this. I was with three white girls. It was on Halloween. People were in costume. People were in masks. I was just wearing a Georgia, where I went to school, sweatshirt, and I had my fro out, and that was it. I walked in there, and I got a bottle of water at the front of the store, never touched a bottle of liquor. And it was about two minutes after being in there, I noticed I was on the right side of the store with the girls first, and then we all dispersed. They went to find bottles of liquor, and then I got the bottle of water and went to find one of them. And I noticed the white cop that was standing in the middle. First, he was facing the right side of the store. And as I walked over there towards the liquor, he turned to the left. And immediately, like, I was like, hmm, interesting. So I leave one aisle and go to the next aisle. And he's on the other side of the aisle. Like, if you went all the way down. And I go intentionally to the next aisle. And he comes over to the next aisle. I was like, what the fuck? So let me go back to the other side of the store. And just slow steps behind me. Follows me all the way to the other side of the store. So, you know, I pay for my water, we leave, and I get in the car, and I tell those three white counterparts what happened, and they're immediately enraged, and they're like, you should have told him this, you should have said this, oh, if I had known, I would have said this, and I was like, that doesn't exist in my world, I'm supposed to go up to a white cop and be like, bro, why you following me, I think you need to leave me alone, he'll throw me in handcuffs so damn quick, for nothing at all, and then that could be the end of my life. All because of the color of my skin and a fear. Yeah. It's just overwhelming. It is. It's just overwhelming. All of it. Like, yeah, it's so much on like my social media pages, you know, people posting things to different riots and, you know, yeah. the little black boy that's singing. Yeah, man. Oh, Ooh, that I took me down. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't listened today. I'm just real sensitive, guys. <laughs> I just, some things are just not for me. And definitely watching the video yeah. is not for me. So you never saw Ahmaud Arbery? No, I've never. I, I, I stopped watching videos a long time ago. Listen, I stumbled across that one. Because the story was still, like, coming out. <clears throat> Excuse me. The story was still coming out. Uh, and then I think, like, a day or two later, the video came out. Mm-hmm. And so I, it was, like, one of the first things I saw when I got on social media. And I, like, saw this guy jogging in a truck. And no sooner than I was like, oh, this must be that 
case out of Brunswick, they should, they, you know, they shot and killed him in the video. Yeah. I didn't even mean to watch it, but it's, it does the same thing to you that you see all the other ones. And I'm like, this is Trayvon Martin all over again. Mm-hmm. George Floyd, that's Eric Garner all over again. Yeah. It literally is the same story with a different character. Yeah. It's so fucking annoying. And it keeps happening and nothing keeps being done about it. And that's so people felt like, I think one of my friends, she felt the way about when I posted about when people went to run. And I know you were one of the people that ran for a mud. And I reposted someone's comment about, you know, um, okay, yeah, now that we've ran, what are we going to do now? And so that's, again, where I am. Like, what are we going to... It's a police department somewhere. They ran for him, too. They did, you know, the two-point-something miles and stuff for him um, just to kind of honor his life and, you know, bring awareness. And the thing is, I'm aware. (laughs) I feel like even when I've been to different countries and met people, Uh the world is aware. And we know white people, they may not... They, they don't comment as much and like as of late they have been but they are aware oh so, they've been aware so that's what I'm saying but but there's an we ignorance keep, we keep talking about bringing awareness people are aware like it's time to act like I, I really did like what Amy Shoemake I think Shoemake was talking about on Revolt TV you know I was telling you that earlier when she was saying that what she does as a white woman she went into her agency um, that you know manages her businesses and stuff Uh and they demanded that the board her and other actresses and other comedians demanded that they make the board you know add more you know people of color especially black people to the board or their walk they leave the agency and that and they happen it happened she said she has some other thing that she does she said it's going to take for black people to be in power for things to change. And I agree with that. I told you, look at the Senate, the Senate, the House of Representatives, most of it still white men. So I I agree with that too, but how do we get that up there? Like how, I mean, people but turn white, blue in the face but, talking about vote, vote, vote. And it's still, I mean, you, you have your, you have some victories where some red states turn over blue, you know, you get your leaders that become more Democrat. I get that. We, we but to get rid of, one, we got to get rid of the electoral it's college. It needs to be more. But, I mean, how how soon in our lifetime is that going to happen? I don't know. But I, we need white people help us. That's what it is. They have to do something. It's We're 13% of the population. I get it. It's only so much that we I get it. would be able to do. We need white, white people, allies. White I get allies. It. I get it. I get they it. are going to have to step up and be there for us. Like, goddamn. Yeah. Like what the like what else do you guys want from us? Like we need help. And again, you wonder why people turn their raw emotion into violence. It's because at some point I I'm when tired feel, of marching. When you feel hopeless and helpless, this is the result of that. Exactly. And we and we need like again, nothing has no one's were able to do anything by themselves. And and I and I want black people to understand that we need help. Yeah. We need white people. Like we need Latinos. We need eight. We definitely need Asians because Asians have definitely have a history of being just real silent. And like yeah. even the officer, the Asian, the one of the, the officers, the one was standing. Asian. They, yeah, I, I don't know his name, but he was the one standing. He was the one standing, and he and didn't, didn't do stop. anything. Yeah, he didn't and stop that's anything. what we. I need you, Asian. We need Asian brothers and sisters too. We need y'all to say something and stand up because a lot of this affects you guys as well. 
Like, we should be in this together. We need to all come together. All the races, not just black people, not just white people. And I know it feels like we've had an episode where we talked about my friend who's Filipino, how she yeah. had to choose and we leave certain people out of it. But this is bigger than just the black people and white people. This is us as a community. This a is this supposed to be America, the United States of America. United. The main name in our country the name of our country is united and we are so divided, divided. we within the black community because of colorism due yeah. to white supremacy yeah. you know with even within asians asians sometimes have to adapt they feel like they need to adapt more and you know spend more time with white people when they come if they aren't from here uh, migrate here yeah you know they you know spend more time with them so we need everybody to come together I just watched the other night, LA 92. It's on Netflix. It's a documentary about the 1992 riots mm. in Los Angeles. Mm. And I will tell you that mess evoked so much emotion. And I saw that before George Floyd happened. And that's why I tell you, I, 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 I went straight to the anger. Like, I don't know. I just... I have a hard time just seeing, like, yes, it's the United States of America. We're supposed to be united. And I have a hard time believing that we will ever be united. Well, the, the issue to... And I to, don't want to sound so pessimistic, but, but... it's I mean, I don't I don't disagree with you. It would be amazing for all of us to kumbaya together and hold hands. We will never... Step up, but... I mean, how many people really step up? We will never be fully united. I'm saying more than what we have been. I agree. You know, because again, if this this country was founded on some bullshit, (laughs) (laughs) they took the land from the Native Americans, one. They mean, name a European country. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) A lot of them came over and took the land, killed them, slaughtered them. Then they, first they was, then it was exiling people over here. So you had criminals from Europe. Yeah. Being exiled here in another, you don't know anything. You know people that live here. Oh, we don't give a fuck. We're going to just send Oh, dude, kill some people. We're not going to put them in jail. Here, we're going to just send them over to a to, new land. Yeah. You know, so this country was founded on bullshit. Lies. Yeah. You know, slavery. Yeah. So, it's not... I don't believe it's ever going to be and the kumbaya why, thing. I, and that's but, why I don't either. I don't think it's ever going to be that. I do think it could be better than what it is. Like, I cannot continue to live in this country like this. Like, I can't. You know, having this like conversation. If I had kids about this, and I'm exhausted. This mm-hmm. is exhausting. You I have know? a client in the UK who saw the Ahmad Arbery case, and she's like, "I was bawling," and she's like, "I can't believe that." Obviously, no place is exempt for any type of racism. But she was like, "I can't believe things like that go on over there to that degree. How could you hate someone so much that you just cold blood kill them like that?" I'm like, questions that need answers. Right. Questions that need motherfucking answers. Um, it's just hard not to be emotional. It's hard not to... It's literally hard not to walk around after something like this happens all the time. And you just see a person. I'm just going to say a white person. It's hard not to be mad at them. And they didn't do anything to you. Yeah. But what do we do with our emotion? Yeah. It's hard. You know, I was watching... I was watching... The LA 92 documentary where, you know, I, I don't know if you probably not remember as a kid, but if you've seen it, where they were like pulling white people out of their cars over in South Central. If they were just driving down the street, they were like blocking the road. They pull them out, beat them up. And it's heartbreaking to see these innocent people 
just, you know, uh, <laughs> the, the, the irony, they're white in a black neighborhood. They stopped them. They pull them out. They beat them. No, that person didn't do anything, but they were white in a black neighborhood. That's what happens to us. Exactly. The irony. And so it's heartbreaking to watch this person get beaten, but then you understand why the people are doing it. Mm. And it's such a, like, what, what are we supposed to do with our emotions? Yeah. You just don't know what to feel. You like you just don't know where to place them. You don't know how to categorize. You don't know what to feel. You feel a little bit of everything. Yeah. Why why people of color have not been able to sleep for the last few nights? Wake yeah. up heavy. Wake up numb. Wake up angry. Yeah. Why are we uncomfortable all the time? Every day de- And we have to and we have to learn to adapt. Like, you know, one thing growing up, you know, being in a room full of white people. I feel like most a lot of black people, most black people have been in a room full of white people at some point, but not a lot of white people have been in a room full of black people. Mm-hmm. And so we have to adjust and get used to so much shit. Oh, so for sure. much. And it's time. I feel like I'm over it. It's time for everybody to feel uncomfortable. Like I'm telling you on this call today with all my white counterpart coworkers. Oh, they're going to hear it. They heard mm-hmm. it yesterday, and they're going to hear it again. Now it's more of them. They're going to hear it again today. It's mm-hmm. not for everybody to feel uncomfortable. Everybody, you should have an opinion about this. You should. This you should sh- not be silent. You should not be silent. I worked at a restaurant in California, and <laughs> what black people do when I got hired, first thing I'm doing is scoping out the place, looking for another familiar face. Mm-hmm. There was a black girl in the kitchen, and there were no other black female servers. And I think there was two other black people on the waitstaff. It's like the first thing you do when you go somewhere. Mm-hmm. You're looking for a familiar face. Right. And so over time, you know, I became really close with a lot of people there, everyone there. And so we would have deeper conversations. And I was trying to explain or just share that you literally have to pick and choose your battles being a black person every day. You got to pick and choose which person mm-hmm. is showing up today. Yeah. We have all been there, whether it's from having to have acceptable hair in the workplace or not getting labeled as the loud black woman or the angry black woman or the one that's always trying to be too powerful, take too much control, say too much, do too much. Or when like someone's like mocking you, it's mainly because you are black and but they want it to come off as a joke. Oh, yeah. You know, and I had this Australian girl when I was in Mexico. She did that. She was really young. Um, too, but I pulled it to the side and I let her know. I said, yeah, I feel a way about that. I do. Mm-hmm. I feel very uncomfortable. I do not sound like that. Um, I would appreciate it if you don't. And she said, like, well, no, I just think because you're so cool. I said, I get it. You think you haven't, you're from Australia. You haven't been around a lot of black people. I get it. And I'm pretty fucking dope. Mm-hmm. So I understand, but it's a different way to do it. It's a different way to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't hear me going around like, oh my God, like picking, like, no, like it's not cool. And that's my, my thing. If you are curious about, you know, if you're being insensitive or anything, and I said it on my video, please just ask yeah. somebody, mm-hmm. somebody that you know, though, don't be going around asking strangers. Don't come mm-hmm. up to me, asking me no shit. I'm, I'm just not in the mood today, mm-hmm. you know, but ask somebody, you know, somebody of somebody of somebody that can tell you if what you're th- doing is racist, if it's you're discriminating, you're being prejudiced, you know, all those, all those are the thing that people do all the time, every day. So just ask Microaggressions. someone. You have people who legitimately don't think they're doing something wrong. Like I had an assistant manager at the bank in Savannah, Georgia that I used to work at. And there were three other African-American women 
who I work with, one of them had a weave and the other two wore um sew it like wore wigs. Mm-hmm. So they all had straight hair and I have natural hair. And my assistant manager, who was an older white woman, was talking with me one day and she was like, Jamie, why don't you ever wear your hair like such and such and such and such? It's pretty like that. And you know what my thought in my head was? She was a shorter lady. So she was like right at eye level. (laughs) I wanted to hit her. (laughs) I sound so bad. I wanted to hit her. She wore glasses. And I wanted to hit her. Because I was like, how fucking insensitive. But she don't think she asked me nothing wrong. Well, I was my cheerleading coach. My cheerleading coach in high school was a white woman. And we still talk to this day. We talk, we see each other. We try to see each other like once a year. Her, myself, and one of my friends from high school. And um, she said, I remember I was in her classroom. Mind you, I had already graduated. We were just back for the summer or something visiting. And we went to visit her. And I was telling her about Georgia Southern. So Georgia Southern is in Statesboro, Georgia. It's in the South. So you know about the South in Georgia. Mm. And it has a lot of cotton fields. And so I was telling her, I was like, it's so hot down there. It's a lot of cotton fields. Well, just be glad you don't have to pick that cotton. Damn. Damn, son. So if I was the Britney I am today, I would have chomped off. I would have went in. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I was like. 18 19 maybe 19 at the time so but i remember that distinctly yeah i still remember that like that she said that to me and i'm like why would you even think and why would you even think to bring that up you know like that was offensive like yeah you know i'm just you know she's a different person now we like i can honestly say that we've had a lot of discussions about things she's definitely a different person now she's more mindful and more sensitive mm-hmm. um <laughs> you know but people are insensitive like people can be very insensitive and i'm just i'm not here for it anymore mm-hmm. i'm not i'm not taking anybody's shit like even my friends are like pretty you'll be out and you'll say i don't give a, i don't care yeah if a white person pisses me off and i say i'm over this white person today i will say that out loud yeah like i can do and say what i want i'm not gonna they don't a that goes of, back to that everyone has to be uncomfortable. If I'm uncomfortable, right? That's shoot. how I feel. I feel like everybody. In order for things to change, everybody has to be uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Everybody, mm-hmm. everybody has to be uncomfortable for. Think about change. I'm changing my body right now. I'm uncomfortable as hell because I'm yeah. sore all the time. Yeah, you know, so I'm uncomfortable. But I am changing. I am changing my body, changing my mind frame. I'm changing. Mm-hmm. So everybody else around me is going to change with me. Mm-hmm. Maybe not physically hurt, but they're going to hurt. Some kind of way. Something's going to feel weird and different to them. Mm-hmm. I worked with a kid out there in California. And when you work in the restaurant industry, you got to take a break. And someone looks after your tables. And he was like, I really need to go introduce you to my tables. Because when you start taking over, I don't want them to be like, ha, ha, ha. Who's this girl trying to take his money? And I was like, boo, I don't need your money. Basically insinuating. Right. There was just so much of that. And I will tell you, I was blown away when I lived in California that I experienced so much of that out there. It's supposed to be like free spirit. Land of togetherness. Yeah. And like everyone's that is the Kumbaya capital. And I can tell you I probably experienced just as much racial undertone stuff in California that I would have in Georgia. Mm-hmm. Except the difference was pure ignorance. People didn't think about the things they're saying. Yeah. Like, the restaurant I had worked at had a watermelon summer salad. And I got extra watermelon that was left over at the end of the night. And old boy was like, of course you like the watermelon. Or when someone was writing on a piece of paper up there and they were like, if you don't know, now you know. The letter N, star, 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 star. Like, 
what the fuck? Oh, my God. I literally looked at the paper at the end of the night. It's because it's, you know, like, what you do to close the restaurant. And I saw that at the top, and I said, do I fight this battle? Yeah. Do, like, literally looking at this paper, and this this written down, and I'm like, what battle do I fight today? Do, do I need to fight this battle tonight? Yeah. Do I need to just do my shit and go home? Like, what... Having to make a choice. Yeah. What person has to show up? Right. And it's exhausting. Oh, so exhausting. It's exhausting. <laughs> so like, exhausting. I really like what Jesse Williams said about, you know, I'm not the person. It's not my responsibility to educate the oppressor. I'm, hey. I love I'm that. that. And I agree, guys. Like, I really agree with that. I'm I'm tired. Some days, I'm, again, like, one of this guy from high school, he was like, well, Brittany, I value your opinion. It was like with Joe Biden, part of what he said on the Breakfast Club and stuff like that. I haven't, I still haven't. Even I heard, heard it either. And stuff, but I'm gonna read feel it. Like I need to watch. I'm gonna, I'm gonna read it at some point and then get back to him and stuff. But you know, and with him coming to me about that, asking my because we go a, not back and forth in a like negative way, but we go back and you forth dialogue. a lot. Well, yeah, definitely online a lot. So, and some of his points I agree with, some of them I don't. And so for him to come to me about that, but I know him. I went to high school with him. We definitely have a dialogue on 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 the online, mm-hmm. on Facebook. And so I'm okay with you know him coming to me about that. But sometimes, but again, I haven't gotten back to him yet because I'm exhausted. Yeah. You know, and I'm pretty sure you know he's fine and stuff. He's not gonna pound me to give you know an answer in my opinion. But just be mindful of that. You know. When we're t- exhausted, when we're tired, it's not our job to educate you. I'm going to post this link on my Facebook and my Instagram page, and it's for how to be um, it's anti it's like anti um, racism, mm-hmm. how not to be racist, and it's a lot of resources, it's books, mm. podcasts, um, articles to read, and I really think that we need to. I want to send an email to a few people just so, like, mm. just in case, just mm-hmm. if you didn't know, you should educate yourself on this. Like, I love that. I feel like we need to send it to all the white people, Chinese people, whoever else we need to send it to about how to just treat us like human beings and be sensitive to our needs. Black people, I think you put aloud on my... You remember I was I posted a video? What yeah, did you? you said something about they didn't allow them to have graves until a certain year or they didn't allow them to be buried in a cemetery right. until a certain year. Right. And I was just like, that's the word that jumped out at me. Like, who told you that you could take away someone's ability? So, okay, I want to bury my loved one. What am I supposed to do? Oh, you don't even do anything with the body. I don't. I mean, they just threw him in the ground, I guess. Mm-hmm. But you're like, now at 19 such and such a year, I'm going to allow you to put your loved one in a formal place. But think about it. And one thing I was kind of doing the math in 1880, was it 1865? Yeah, the end of the yeah, sl- uh, slavery, slavery. quote-unquote, ended. But then they weren't able to buy a plot of land to be buried in until 1886. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's just like, but this is my problem. It's like, okay, we talk about slavery ended, but it was years before we were, black people were able to do a lot of things. Like... I saw something else out there when I did the tour and stuff, but it it was years before black people were able to do a lot of things. Even now, like we still get denied business loans, bank account, you know, oh, bank yes. housing loans, all that stuff because we are black. Yeah. You know, we don't have enough quote unquote credit. Well, what the hell credit from what? We don't own shit. Our parents 
some of our parents weren't able to own things right. because they were just trying to survive. Yep. Like my friends and I, we talk about all the time how we should. We feel like we should be further along. A lot of us are educated, whether we went to school or not. But we we are very knowledgeable. I know some very very intelligent, very intelligent, smart, and people that with common sense. Yeah. You know, and we all talk about how we we feel imposter syndrome i'm guilty of it you know i feel like i'm not good enough sometimes and it stems from our history here Mm -hmm. it stems from like okay well i shouldn't be trying to give advice on this because i have this or i just we second guess ourselves because the world has been telling us forever especially the united states you are not that we are not enough yeah yeah you know you you don't mean anything and then you see then you see people that appropriate our culture kardashians other people they get up there and when they do things like get their butts done, get their lips injected, wear braids and things like that, it's looked at. And I'm not saying it's totally their fault. I mean, part of it is they need to take ownership of that. But then we, people idolize that. You know, people follow them on Instagram. People like buy their products. People do all of this. And you support the fact that they're appropriating their culture, like appropriating our our culture. culture. Yeah. This is something black people we had to create, we had to start from nothing. nothing. We had, like, think about when you have a grab, you have like a plate of food and you pick and you make things or you have like ingredients to, we didn't have nothing. Yeah. We had these scraps. We yeah. had like, if you think of a number, zero, we had negative two, 200. Negative 200. We had negative 200 to start with. Yeah. And we built what our culture and the music and things that people yep. fucking love about us. That they but love. y'all don't have our back. When people are getting killed. No. Don't cry, baby. It's frustrating. You said something so key. Like, so much of everything that is imitated comes from us. But you don't love or support us enough to want to really know us. Right. You only want to pick and choose what you want. When you want to say the word, the N-word. Because that's cool. You want to do that. I definitely... Walked those uh, 2.23 miles for Ahmaud Arbery because I was so freaking disturbed by what happened. I felt like nobody even really knew the poor kid had been murdered because it was overshadowed by all the coronavirus stuff going on. Like, when I found out about it, I was like, February? What the fuck? So I walked, and that was a really emotional walk for me. Lots of tears. Just I live in a predominantly white city in Illinois. I walk those sidewalks all the time. I walk with mace. I walk with a blade. I used to take my daughter with me, and I still walk with it. Like, if if anybody's going to come up on me, I'm feeling empowered enough to stab or spray your ass. Yeah. But I was so emotional because I'm like, I can't imagine someone driving a car up here on this sidewalk or right next to me and just, like, coming after me. What do you even do? And then just sickened to hear how they try to twist stuff, like... Oh, now that he reached for the gun, he was assaulting them. What the hell? Making up lies. But that was my personal reason for walking. On the other side of that, it's hard to decipher when you see other people jump in on a movement like that. Like, does this make you feel better about yourself that you did 2.23 miles? Do you even understand why you're doing Mm 2.23? Like, did you need to feel part of something? And I'm talking about other races or other people that joined in on that. Like, what is your deep... If you if you went home and you're like, oh, yeah, I feel really good. I took part of something. Then I don't know if it was done for the right reason. If you go home and you're still fucking disturbed. Right. That's when I'm like, maybe it meant something more for you. Because right. 
just to need the field to post 2.23 and I ran because this wasn't right. Like, what else do you do next? And that's just the parts of like the culture you're talking about. You pick and choose what you want to imitate. The braids, the butts, all of that. But you don't want any part of our suffering. You don't want any part of our hurt. You don't want any part of our tears. And you want to just, ooh, that sounds like a bad situation. And continue on with your regular ass life. Right. Just. Exhausting. Exhausting. The the woman in Central Park was like, my life has been ruined. Girl, you'll be fine. Get another damn job. You. But you know the guy who recorded the video? Say he feel bad for her now because of how much backlash she done got. He didn't want. He didn't mean to. Like he wasn't trying to put her in that position. Be- only because um, we are more. We have more humility. Like you know, we have more humility. We have no choice. Like we are the underdogs. Black people. It's weird. Like I've always rooted for the underdog, but black people are the under. We we were not giving anything. We were stripped away of everything. Mm-hmm. Our ancestors, and now we have quote unquote a little bit of like rights and like basically bullshit you know and but then we still find humility to feel sad like even the judge hugging yeah that's that's i I really i was disturbed by that i just thought that i just thought that was interesting then the woman messing with her hair like fixing her hair and stuff for her man that that got under my skin i'm just like you know and it's and i feel like when i see stuff like that you know what i think about master Mm mm-hmm I think of like we have to be a if it's been ingrained in us. It like, has, you know, we have to like f- still be nice, you know. And I'm I'm not saying treat anybody on. unfairly. I'm not saying that. I'm saying we don't have to do that. We don't have to, you know, show so much humility. Sometimes, sometimes we just need to let a spade be a spade. I know that's right. You know, like just just see it for what it is and let it go. Mm-hmm. You know, but we have so much shame and like guilt and stuff, and it's. It's not even our shame and guilt. We should have. White people should have the shame and guilt. Right. But we're embodying it. But we're embod- We're yeah. taking on some stuff that has nothing to do with us. We are not doing anything wrong but living our lives. Yes. Like the guy who recorded the video in Central Park came there for bird watch and asked the girl to put on a leash. She chose to act like that. She chose to make up the false narrative. He was terrorizing her and threatening her and called the police. So... It just happened to be that you caught that on video. She would have done that whether or not he was recording or not. And then he puts the video out there. She loses her job, all this backlash, whoop de whoop. And then he feels bad because he wasn't trying to put her in a position like that. But he didn't make her act like that. Right. She she, she did that herself. Right. She needs to own that's what I'm saying. White people need to own their stuff. They need to own it. I'm not no one's blaming white people for slavery for any of that. Like the people, like current white people, for right? That, you know, right. we're not blaming, but we're blaming. I the blame is on white people for not doing anything about it, about the injustice of what's happening to my people right now. Right. I'm putting that on white people right. by having conversations, standing up with someone saying something that's not appropriate, checking yourself before you speak to somebody of color and say some bullshit out your mouth. Right. You know, educating yourself. YouTube is available. Mm-hmm. You know, like there are articles and things that I'm going to post. If you don't know where to look, there is a lot of things out there where you should know more than you are and do something about it. Mm-hmm. Like, because this is wrong and I'm, this is wrong and I am tired of it. I am so fed up. Yeah. I just, I don't know how it's expected not to think that a, a, a group of people won't get to a point where they just back against the wall. I don't know what else to do, but fight. 
Yeah. I don't know why. It becomes I love Malcolm X. I was thinking, I was like, man, would I been been? I would said I'd be like a Black Panther bit back there with Malcolm X, but then I'm like, bro, I don't like fighting. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm I'm grateful that I you know I I did not live during that time you know. know because it was definitely you know I, I would know. acknowledge it was way worse, but it 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 just feels it. I feel like for me, the reason why I'm hurt so much right now is because it's like. My people went through all of this. Our ancestors, our grandparents, and people went through this, and we are still going through it. Yep. And if we have kids in our next generation, we have to have these conversations with our kids. We're millennials. Like, millennials, we lit. We know how it was back in the day. We know the new digital age. But it's 2020. It's mm-hmm. a whole pandemic. And, like, police still are killing us. Yeah. Like, and Brianna. And, like, black yeah. women don't get as much notoriety, you yeah. know, like, you know, yeah. attention to their stories because we're black women. Um, you know, not as much as the black men are. I mean, clearly black men are dying at larger numbers than black women. But we're, a lot of us are getting raped by police officers. Like, uh, in, 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 um, Native Americans also, a lot yeah. of women are raped. And yeah. police are, like, definitely, is a lot of police brutality happening with among Native Americans. Like, yeah. people don't even know about a lot of that. They don't. It's you not know? talked Native about. Americans have a huge substance abuse issue. You and know why? Suicide. It's tra- because of the trauma. trauma. Their land was stripped from them. They yeah. implanted like they diseases and killed them off and everything. Yeah. Make them live on a try on a land. Like they have their own land, but it's like they're forced to live, live there. here. Yeah, like you can live there. Here you go on your own land. Yeah, it's like in South Africa how like you know European like they went in and took the land from all the black people yeah. in um South Africa yeah. and it's beautiful there. Beautiful. Million dollar homes, none but white people we saw up there, and quote unquote white South Africans. Mm. Like, okay, all right, yeah, all right. <sighs> well, I'm exhausted. I know, <laughs> I know. It's, ugh. it is exhaustive, and you know, you don't even want to talk. Like sometimes you don't even want to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, I, I haven't really. You just want to carry your emotion. You mm. don't know what to do with it, but you really don't feel like discussing it. Yeah, like. You just don't. When I, uh, you know, I do my little Instagram videos on my page, and I can't even bring myself to speak about it. Yeah. I'll share some things that I express too, how I, I feel, but I just—I was going to record. I don't yesterday. have the energy right now. I was going to record. This yesterday. is my recording right here. Yeah, mine too. But some things that again, but I want you guys to do, listeners, um, especially my people of color, black people out here that are having a tough time. You know, make sure you, you know, disconnect from social media. Yes. I'm doing that this weekend. Turn off the TV. Turn um, off the phone. Turn off, you know, don't look news at every outlets, hashtag. You know, reach out to people that are like-minded. You know, not someone that, you know, that <laughs> you're going to get into an argument with. Yeah. Like-minded people that you can kind of talk to about some things and talk some things out. You know, pra- if you have a higher power, practice that. You know, churches on Sunday, any pray. day really, you know. Pray and meditate. Pray and meditate. Um, just take it one day at a time and then we're going to figure this out what the next movement is. And I feel like the step one is to make everybody else uncomfortable. We can all do that. That's yeah. something that we can all do. Yeah. And by doing that is talking about speaking this. up, speaking up and holding it. people accountable, and holding people accountable. Mm-hmm. You know, if someone says something that's off the wall, no, you're going to no. that's that's not appropriate. And then tell them why and let them know, don't do that again. And if they do it again, then you need to change some things. I don't know what kind of relationship that, you know, it depends on the relationship you have with that person, but hold people accountable. Hold that's, people that's, accountable. That's not okay. Be there for people. Allow, you know, a lot, we all know that black men don't like to open up and, um, 
you know, share as much, but check on them and, you know, make, yeah. talk to them and have them to open up and listen. Just listen. Sometimes you don't have to have anything to say back. Just listen. And find a safe space where you can let go of your emotions too. Yeah. Be that with Brittany said, like like-minded people journaling. Yeah. Journaling is really good. I love that. I think I'm going to journal. Get you a pillow to scream in. Mm -hmm. Work out. Work out. Find outlets to be able to release. Um, Don't do it in a bottle or weed. You know what? I can't even tell you that. Do what you need to do. But just find a way to release. Don't hold on to all the the trauma that we are just involuntarily carrying around. Like, find a way. And then you have Brittany and I on um, our Instagram pages, the Melanin Perspective. Like, hit us up. Yeah, hit we us are up. definitely here to to process with you. Right, we are definitely here. So hit us up, guys, um, or hit us up at our email, the M as in man, P as in Paul, podcast twenty nineteen. No, it's kind of long, but <laughs> again, it's um, the M as in man, P as in Paul, podcast. So two P's twenty nineteen at Gmail. If you want to hit us up, you know, via email too, you can. Let us know. I love you, Brittany. Love you too, Jamie. Love you, folks. Our listeners. Be safe, guys. Just take care of yourself. Take it one day, one day at a time.